1: Free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homeshef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life, homeshef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive
2: free dessert. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra coming up on today's show. Ian Anderson is back. JC Bass doesn't do anything for me. And last but not least, and for the culture. Reggie Chapman is on the hot seat. I'll explain. It's ATL Day Ones. Let's go.
1: This is ATL Day Ones,
0: part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now.
2: I want to start by saying thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. Remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure that you leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate that from you in advance. Today's episode of ATL Day Ones is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more and visit fanduel.com slash locked on to start today and as you can see there's no Tanisha today she will be back she got a couple of days off this week and getting some rest as much needed and for filling in for her it is my main man reggie chapman from 11 alive reggie what's going on man thank you for uh, hopping on with us today man i'm excited to be
0: here you know i've been able to be on the show a couple times i figured i'd come out here for a couple of days filling Tanisha, just kind of hold it down for a little bit you know what i mean the, the weather's been fantastic in atlanta we're just living life all is well in the city baby
2: All is well in the city. As you well know, the Braves are getting spring training rolling off. And there's been several stories that everybody's been talking about, you know, from whether it be Von Grissom, you know, filling in for Dansby, whether he's going to be able to do that. And also whether or not Ronald Cunha and Ozzy Ibiza, those guys going to be able to uh, come back and do their thing and uh, coming off of some injuries, dealing with the injuries and everything. But I think the one thing that I wanted to kind of talk about today is the fact that there is going to be a competition. At that fifth start, that fifth start in the rotation, right? We're talking about Mike Soroka, who's coming off of multiple Achilles tear injuries. And we got Ian Anderson coming off a down year after he got sit down to AAA last year. And he also ended the season with an oblique injury. So I think that's the one thing that I'm kind of interested in because I feel like, uh, you know, uh, Von Grissom is going to be able to do his thing. We'll probably talk about that a little bit more on in depth tomorrow. But I think the main thing today is, for you, do you feel like is this a real competition between uh, Mike Soroka? Oh, excuse me, Michael Soroka yes, and <laughs> Michael Soroka and and Ian Anderson? Do you feel like who do you feel like they're going to be the guy to eventually come out on top of this?
0: Well, I think personally, uh, to start the year, I think I would have to go with Ian Anderson. I'm a big Ian Anderson guy, right? right? We've of course seen him in more recent spots really come up in a big way. Of course, he's still young. He's learned a lot over his first couple of years of career. I mean, he's. He's pitching in World Series and and showing out in a big way. I mean, it just wasn't until this last season where it seemed like he had a little bit of a problem with some of his command and wasn't as dominant as he kind of was the two years prior. Um, we talked to it, uh, Grant McCauley, our, U- our uh, Braves insider, and mm-hmm. he told us that out at spring training in Northport, he has been working on a third pitch, right? He, of course, has had his fastball and his changeup, which has been so devastating. But last year, he turned really into what was really a big-time two-pitch type of guy. He's been working on a slider that – I would hope after having some chance to really test it out in, in the minors and have the whole offseason, it seems like he's really gotten back to work to really see if he can kind of get back to the top. If I had an early pick right now, I'd probably go Ian Anderson in that five spot just because he's been pitching more recently, naturally. I mean, right. if you're Mike Soroka, you want to make sure you kind of get him back to where he was, but over time. I don't think having him in that position to instantly be the fifth starter would be a, a good decision just because you want to give him some chance to be able to get himself together. Um, make sure that he has a chance to really get his confidence back up playing in the bigs. And once he's finally able to go, you could see him move back in that five spot based on how Ian Anderson kind of pitches. But if you're going just opening day roster, how it kind of rolls from there, you probably go Ian in that five spot. Maybe you have uh, Michael, excuse me, coming off and just kind of pitching out of the bullpen until he gets himself enough confidence to be able to come back and really be a full-time starter and hopefully get to the level that we had seen him in his first couple of years in the bigs.
2: Yeah, absolutely. When you talk about being a runner up for rookie of the year and also making an all star team, so those are some of the things that you have to really take a look at and take into consideration. And but you know, Michael soroga has been dealing with a little hamstring tightness, so that's gonna be something to keep an eye on. But like I'm with you though, man, it, it has to be Ian Anderson, right? Because you're talking about a guy who, who in 2020 and 2021, he won seven of eight starts in the postseason, and also he was set to be the game seven starter and Brian Snicker had no issues with that, you know, in, in the, in that world series year in 2021. But of course, Max free shut it down and did what he was supposed to do. So when you talk about that, that type of confidence that they had in him, it, it's hard for me to see Michael Soroka overcoming that at this juncture, right? Because like you said, you're dealing with a little hamstring tightness. Now they said it was precautionary, but I, I think you have to, Ian Anderson has to have the upper hand in that said competition. Now, over the weekend now, Reggie, you, you, we let's let's talk a little all-star because this is hey, well, this this is something that is kinda, just kind of just kind of touched me a little bit because I, I start, you know, a lot of times out in the morning I get up early and I start looking at videos, and I came across a video of Magic Johnson, you know, when back in 1992 when he he um came back with the HIV, and a lot of the players were a little skeptical about you know playing against him or on his team and everything like that. Carl Malone was one of those guys who was very upfront about that. Carl Malone. A, exactly. 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 That's how yeah, you're supposed hey, to feel my, about Carl yeah, okay, Malone. Cool. All right. Uh, as long we, as there, we don't say there,
0: I'm not a Carl Malone guy. Been in Louisiana. We amazing. need to get him out of here. Yeah. There's no reason in the world yes. that he should have been getting as much publicity as he possibly could this <laughs> last weekend. What I really need is Kevin Durant to come out and score another like 10,000 points and get that clown out of here. There's yes. no reason in the world he should be. All the stage that we used to have him on, I mean, he was
2: a good player, but God, he's a terrible person. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Out. So, Carl Malone, you are out of our show, sir. You get one mention, and that's a wrap for you. And we will not be talking about you anymore. But I think the main thing, though, was that I was very intrigued by that. I used to really appreciate is the fact that once those guys got that out of the way, you know, those the the um, you know the skepticism about playing with him and against him. You saw those guys go out there and compete. You know, in the All-Star game. And these guys are legends in NBA basketball. But what I saw last night, man, that, that wasn't it. <laughs> like, I literally fell asleep because I already knew what the, what the game time was. I was like, I saw that Jason Tatum more than likely is going to be the MVP of the game. And it, it was literally, it was like a, a layup line. And when you think about that, as a fan, they always talk about how the All-Star game is for fans, right? Do, does that entertain you? Is that entertaining to you? I guess that's my question is.
0: I think overall, I really enjoy the All-Star weekend. I mean, it's... As a whole, right? As a whole, right? I mean, naturally, you've got so many different opportunities. I've always said that All-Star Saturday night is a black national holiday. I mean, we are sitting down (laughs) locked in. You've got the dunk contest, the three-point contest, the skills competition. And after what has been a really kind of gross couple years of the dunk contest, it's it's wild to say that Mack McClung in Black History Month out there in <laughs> Utah put on an absolute yo, brought <laughs> <and> back <laughs> to dunk contest. I mean it's I mean it's, I, I'm I'm thankful for him and personally like I, I thought I figured he'd probably win because I had seen him dunk. I mean I'd seen him play at Texas Tech. I had seen him all over the internet. Right? It's just crazy right. as a G League guy did it. for the actual All Star game. It's it's crazy to think that it feels like. They had made some changes to really make the game a little bit more interesting, right? Over right. the last yeah. couple of years, whether it was on the surface having right? yeah. a draft or yeah. um, like, and this year, of course, having the person just picking guys up. Which, by the way, Joker decided he's just not going to be the last pick was hilarious. Um, but I think that the the problem is it feels like just like when they had to make the changes last time, where they had a target score and uh, a chance for guys to to try and get him to a certain number. It, it, it made sense the first couple of years, but it feels like something happened this year where something was just different, right? Nobody's yeah. played any kind of defense at all. At which like, all. you know, naturally, they do play very little. It's an all-star game. Nobody wants to get hurt. But it feels like in the past, at least I could even talk just the last year, it felt like it was more competitive because everybody wanted in front to kind of the get that target so, Instead school. of just like, hey, go on to the lane. Just Correct. Like, hey, so I, I think, <laughs> honestly, I think, there has to be something that the league has to do, whether it's maybe make it more monetarily, I mean, feasible for guys to really kind of be competing. I mean, and, and it kind of speaks to the dunk contest as well, man. I mean, that's your biggest thing on Saturday night. Mac McClung, who I think as a G League player in his two-way contract, he just signed to play with the Philadelphia 76ers. I think it was worth like $102,000. He won $100,000 just for playing, which to Mac McClung is crazy money because right. that's his entire year's Career salary ends, yeah, in yeah. one night. But shoot, if you're John Morant or Zion Williamson and you're worth millions and millions and millions of dollars, what I look like going out there risking my my reputation oh, honey, for a hundred thousand like, dollars. What's that? For me, I'm going out there. Personally, give me a trampoline. I'm I'm putting on a show. But if you're if you're rich, rich like they are, what in the world am yeah, I doing man. competing for a hundred thousand dollars? Yeah. So that's I think not, that's kind of like, the biggest problem here. And it's just yeah. they haven't had the real commitment to making it makes sense for guys to be out there really going after it. There was no kind of defense play last night. It was embarrassing.
2: Yeah, I think I think the thing that did it for me and it just really just put me over the top. I was like, all right, I'm done with this. Is when I think um, with Jason Tatum, uh I think he had threw the alley oop off the backboard and then kind of uh LeBron kind of did one of these numbers, kind of ran over. It and I was just like, wait a minute. Like, what's going on? I, I don't I don't like like okay, like you couldn't have done anything better than that, and I'm not saying LeBron should have been out there and tried to DM up or anything like that on the break. But it was like it seemed like it was just nothing but fast breaks and everything. And That just kind of it just kind of it just bothered me a lot, man. When I say that, like I don't know if I necessarily have a solution, but I think that that won't it. Like that ain't it, man. Like I I am so kind of like done. Almost feeling like I have to watch All Star games because you know, given the nature of business that I. I partake in on a daily basis. I feel like I have to watch it. And I, it is feeling more and more like a struggle um, each and every every time I the All-Star weekend rolls around. Now.
0: I will say this, though. like I think that there is the aspect of the fact that they do do a good job on the actual broadcast of giving us some stuff that we would never really get, right? Absolutely. I mean, you've got players mic'd up playing during the actual game. I mean, you've got two different broadcasts with Jack Kenny, and Chuck and them. And you've got the regular broadcast with shout out Candace Parker being the first ever woman to actually announce an All-Star game. Amazing news. I love Candace Parker on this side. We we love Candace Parker on this side. not like Candace? (laughs) Come on. So, I mean, there's so many good aspects to it, but like you said, the actual game wasn't where it needed to be this year. And and that just speaks to what this kind of was, you know, and I think that like you said, there's there's not probably one solution, but I would say you offer people more money. They're going to play harder. That's but that's just. That's just how I feel they they clearly don't care about these charities as much as people think
2: <laughs> yeah I, I i think it I think it's a matter of, I think you're on some guy I think it's a matter of getting maybe a sponsorship plus a cash prize, like yeah. hey, if you win the Bentley dog on Slam dunk contest, how about you get a Bentley? you know what I'm saying, and you right. get a little cash prize to kind of n b a the pony up on on the on the other side of that as well, so it's gonna have to be a combination of things I feel like to get some motivation to say, hey man. There's a lot of incentive for you to go ahead and jump in on this thing and, and do it. And yeah, y'all, how about this? Don't be trying to do all these fancy dunks in the doggone game. Do it in the slam dunk contest, dude. You already know everybody that wants you to come out there and do it. But but anyway, but yeah. I I think if something needs to be done, I just don't quite know if money is going to be the motivator. It's going to have to be a combination of things. But speaking of money being the motivator, how about this? You guys, you know, know that. You know, the Falcons free agency is coming up. So there's a name that's been dropped consistently on the social. And people been asking me about how I feel about it. We're going to talk about that next. And he plays for the Bengals. I'll let you guys kind of figure that thing out for a little bit. But first, I got to tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel is the new betting, sports book betting partner for uh, Locked On. How about that? And for all the right new now. customers, all the new customers, they got a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, who's doing that? Up to $1,000? Come on now. If you lose your pants on your first bet, they got you. They're going to take care of you. They make sure they got you. Now, the FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So no sweat. You know, that's why I call it no-sweat first bet. It's safe, it's secure, and they're going to make sure they give you a little money back if you lose your shorts on your first bet. So here, what you need to do, Right. So don't miss your chance to get the no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash on. That's FanDuel.com slash on. They got the spread, the over-unders. They got each and everything that you need, right? I was looking at the numbers for the Falcons to go win the Super Bowl. It's plus $7,500 on FanDuel. That's Ooh, you, I go put some money on that. I put my brother. five dollars on there, man. I can't even do the math on that right now. It so feels, feels, like,
0: how... feels like you give it away five dollars, brother. I'm not going to lie. I don't know. I don't know if I know if I'd put that money down. But hey,
2: it's a free bet, though. It's no it's no risk it's, involved. It's, it's no risk involved. So go to Fandu.com. It is, you know, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Now, Reggie, I talked about how, you know, a lot of people have been clamoring. And, and, and dropping this name on on social media. And as far as Jesse Bates He's the safety for the Cincinnati Bengals and he's more than likely is going to be a free agent this year because he played on the franchise tag for like what 12.9 12.9 million or so. Big um million. I'm sorry, 11.9 million. It's nice bit of amount of change right there. So $100,000 yeah. um, is not
0: moving him. So he wouldn't no, be a either.
2: That's probably not going you move him as uh, either. It's, you know when you think when you actually think about it. So I think the first question I want to ask you is, it's not necessarily Jesse Bates. We'll get to that. But I think one of the things as far as when you look at what the Falcons' uh, defense was this year, do you feel like a Jesse Bates can enhance what we saw last year to the point where it'll be worth the type of money that he'll command in free agency?
0: Look, I'll tell you this. I think that regardless, you look at how last season kind of went, and and it was crazy because as soon as you had one player go down on that defensive side of the football, it was really a wrap. I mean, there was those weeks where we didn't see AJ Terrell, and it just felt like me or you could go out there and throw for 350 yards against the Falcons. And I mean, it's and I feel like unfortunately because of that reason and because of that reality, yes, you've got some talent back there. It's just you need some more depth. So, I mean, in a guy like Jesse Bates, it would be important to bring him in just off the strength that you need to be able to guard people. I mean, the league has changed so much, right? Especially you just look at how these quarterbacks are playing, how the rules are set up, these wide receivers, and these, and the way that these coaches are scheming people up, it's, it's really almost impossible to guard anybody or stop anybody offensively, right? So you need to be able to have Pro Bowl-level guys be able to play in that secondary. And I think that, naturally, if this was a season where the Falcons didn't have – a lot of cops cap space and they had to be really picky and choosy on what they wanted, then maybe, Hey, you don't go after it. But I mean, you've got the second most cap space in the entire league ready to rock, right? You know, you need probably a pretty good safety to be able to kind of lock things down. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think you'll still have money to be able to kind of make some other moves. You still got that top 10 pick that you could spend on. I don't know. I I feel like you're a, you're a defensive line guy. You are trying to get to get somebody to rush the passer. I mean, there's so many things that they kind of need. (laughs) and you yeah. feel pretty good about richie grant but i mean it's like hey if you could bring in a pro Bowl level guy and have a second t- high level safety back there and you know you of course have aj terrell and maybe you pick somebody up in the draft maybe to help out and as well in the secondary you can feel pretty good about yourself so personally i think i say you go after but you don't seem to be a guy that that, that, that wants that to go down
2: hey, here's here's the thing here's my thing right like i've when you when you think about you know, like safeties in the NFL today. Like there's there, – when you talk about how much they pass the ball, how much the ball has been, you know, passed, slang around all over the yard nowadays, and you would think there would be some guys that, you know, for me to kind of move the meter. So because I come from the, the standpoint of I'm used to seeing guys like Ed Reed, Troy Palomalu, Steve Atwater, uh, you know, Cam, even Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas. Those are the type of guys that I feel that are game-changing guys. Yeah. Guys that I wouldn't mind spending that type of money on, or at least having the conversation, right? When I think about Jesse Bates, that doesn't, that doesn't, I doesn't, I don't get that feeling. I don't get that feeling. I talked about it earlier. Like he doesn't move me. He doesn't really move me because I've watched him in the playoffs. I watched him get, did you know, did a, by by Travis Kelsey. Now Travis Kelsey does that to a lot of safeties yeah. and corners and whoever is guarding him in the league. It's not so. Matter. So my thing is like. It can you can have that getting deal done once, but you got to get them back as well. And I never I never saw that from Jesse Bates. Now he did. He wasn't all pro in twenty twenty. I wholeheartedly get that. But when you guys think about this, right? When you think about their contract year, and, and the contract year and being in a contract year, knowing a team more than likely is not going to, you know, bring you back in. And then you know it has to be a reason why they're not bringing you back because if you were so that valuable, they'll go ahead and cut the check. And Cincinnati understands what they got coming up as far as on the offensive side of, of the football, and they just don't add up. So I think for me, if you're talking about a safety that wasn't all pro once, a team is letting them walk out the door, and a guy who made almost $12 million last year on a one-year contract, I already know what he got in his head. I at least we starting at eleven. We're starting off at 11 million dollars, uh, you know, as far as ne- from a negotiating standpoint, and I just don't see Jesse as that type of guy to pay that type of money. And I can understand that,
0: and I, I think that you're right. It's it's all about kind of who's available and what's what's kind of an offer, right? And I think right. that's I think that's why it's so interesting, right? You're moving into this offseason with the Falcons, where like they're not handcuffed, right? You got yeah. options, yeah. right? You really could, you know, mess around and pick him up, or you could say no and find another guy or you could just do it all in free it like in, in the draft like you know what i'm saying like you just have to actually be able to make some good picks here in the draft and maybe avoid the whole best on board situation or really just pick for your actual needs like this team probably should do at least once like i just think there's so many other options so i mean i don't know i think that if you can get him might as well roll with it but if you don't you don't feel too terrible about it because at the end of the day if they if you can't get the money or the number that you want for him He's not like a guy that you're like, oh, I'm moving the needle for, for Jesse Bates. Like, thank God we yeah. got him. I don't know if he's yeah, that yeah. guy per se. But if you can get him, you can get him at a number that works for everybody involved. I think there's no reason to kind of go after
2: him. Yeah, I, I think, you know, where this defense is with Ryan Nelson coming in as the defensive coordinator and Jesse Bates, a guy who's an experienced guy who who's well-respected all around the league in the back end of the defense coaching those guys up, I, I think there's – that money can be better used in other places, right? And because we know that the Falcons need interior help to help Grady, Jared out, and they need edge guys as well. Because hey, guess what? I don't want to see Lorenzo Carter coming back as the this, this legitimate legitimate starter for this team. No, I don't. And, and that's nothing. To get, that's not a knock against Lorenzo Carter. It feels like I'm not it feels like a shot at Lorenzo like, Carter, brother. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. It feels like he picked him <laughs> out by himself. I, mean, I, I thought Lorenzo was all right. <laughs> yeah, he was fine. He was fine. But uh, again. I'm not about guys who were rec- reclamation projects coming in as starters. I want to see their rec- I want to see their reclamation project. Can I see on an as a starter and, and, and getting starter reps and, and being out there more? Because I think he has something to bring to the table. So that's that's all I meant when I said that. Because, you know, Lorenzo Carter is a guy who's a free agent. And, you know, people got to figure – the Falcons and Terry Fondo and all those guys, they got to figure out whether or not they want to pull the trigger on bringing him back for another year so. Right. I think that you can affect the game more by investing in your guys up front via free agency and in the draft, and it'll help out that secondary for those guys. Like people might not necessarily be sold on Jalen Hawkins. He'll look better if you get a Jalen Carter with the number eight overall pick. <laughs> you know, he'll, be be- he'll um, uh, Richie Grant will look better if you bring in a De'Ron Payne, if he becomes a free agent for the Washington Commanders. So all those things kind of like that's what, that's what my mindset is. I'm all about getting that front end better so the backhand can be better. Like because if you get more pressure up front, those guys gonna have more opportunities to make plays. And we've seen Jalen and Richie when the ball is thrown their way, they'll they'll catch it and, and try to make a play with it. I think
0: it's important that you do bring that that side up though. I mean, the, yeah. the attacking that up front first, and then it'll obviously, of course, make everything in the back end a little bit better. Because you look at just what happened with the Philadelphia Eagles this year, right? They had a fantastic right. front line and I mean, Darius Slay is incredible, but maybe yeah. on that other side, it's a little bit more shaky. I mean, or a little, yeah. you know, there's a little hole there in the Super Bowl. Yeah, the James other guy had they that. went after. He had a, overall, he's, he had a solid season. Overall, though. he had he a solid, had a solid season. Yeah. But, I mean, you, you look at guys like Debo Sandy, who, you know, he's a, he's a guy, a pretty good guy in this league, right? He just talked down, about yeah. the fact that on that defense, their secondary is looks a lot better because of who they have up front because they were able to get to the passer. Now, mind yes. you, I mean if you really look at who they played against this year, which is maybe why we probably I mean they're they were good. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but yeah, they were going up against some 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 B plus quarterbacks, B quarterbacks, Dado Jones six times a year. I mean
2: you're great on the curve too. <laughs> I mean there has to be a little
0: bit of that as well. <laughs> that you know what right. I mean? And so like I think there's 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 aspects to both of it, right? So I, I, that's the yeah. thing. We're in a really good situation if you're the Falcons, right? Where you really can't get anything wrong. I think if you as long as they if they go into it with a plan, like if you go and go get Jesse Bates, like, all right, fine. But you also probably need to actually use that number eight pick on somebody up front. Right. Or yeah. maybe come off that edge. Right. Like you said, if you get a Jalen Carter, that would be fantastic for multiple reasons. Georgia guy, here yeah. in town. People know how good he is. You can yeah. get him. He's, he's amazing. He's feeling real good about himself. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's feeling real, real good about himself. You know what I mean? And that's, yeah. that's kind of where you want to go with it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think this, this off season is, is very, It's going to be very interesting for Terry Fontenot. I've always said it's probably going to be the most important offseason for this regime and Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith, that is, because like I said, they have the second amount, uh, second most um, amount of salary cap um, behind the Chicago Bears, and they have another top 10 pick. And we're going to find out where the investment is going to lie. Once um, March rolls around and then this new league year comes in and they start making decisions and we'll see how this roster starts to shake out. Now, now, now Reggie, now for me, man, I've I've been on my little workout routine, right? I've been yeah, trying I mean, to I figure out what's going too. on, try to get my life together, man. You know, I've been working it out, getting it going. You know what's helped me out? How about this, Built Bar? Because Built okay. Bar, you know, as we go through the holidays, you start everybody trying to get back right. Everybody trying to get in the weight room and, and get in the gym and everything, and it's all crowded and stuff. And I'm waiting for those people to fall off the map so I can get my get my workout on and not have to worry about so many people around me and taking up all the Oh, I'm getting a little personal. But anyway, but yeah, Built Bar is the place where you need to go <laughs> because it is not only a healthy option; it's actually tastes good because it's 100 percent real chocolate. How about that? How can how can you ask for any more than that? And you talking when you talking about flavors, man? Let me tell you something, Reggie. They got the churro, churro flavor. Woo! when I tell you. It is absolutely amazing. I've eaten churro built bars on this show live, man, because they're just they're just they're just, they're just, they're just that good. And you're talking about 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein, man. This is exactly what you need when you're talking about doing. Now, for all the people who've been ordering from built.com, that's cool. But all the people who's trying to go into a, a storefront, if you're old school, you know, you want to get into the store, they are in Walmart and Sam's Club. They are right there for you. So if you if you want to go to build.com and continue to order your boxes of build bars, that's cool. But go to Walmart and Sam's Club. They got all the big boy boxes right there waiting just for you. But Reggie, this is it for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture. Sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about. It's just how yeah. we get down to the show. Today is no different. How about this? I'm putting you on the hot seat, man. All right. No, so now, for all y'all who don't know, you know, Reggie is my guy. He works over there, at 11 alive. So I got a little. I want to get to know Reg a little bit more as we go through the, these couple of days of show filling in for Tanitra. So I'm gonna start off with this one, man. What is your favorite sports moment ever? Favorite sports moment ever, man, ever,
0: ever. Wow. Um, like where I experienced it in real life or just Yo, saw it. Either one. Either one. Either one.
2: I, it's your look,
0: choice. I think maybe, and you are people will always see me on TV or like on social media making jokes about it, but it is true. I I went to LSU, I'm a big LSU guy, um, and naturally before I got here to Atlanta, I got to work at the ABC station in Baton Rouge, so I covered that LSU 2019 team wow. that just ran through everybody oh gosh, on the way to the so national good. championship. And I think two of my like maybe biggest moments of my career came from that season, right? I mean, it was yeah. my first time in Atlanta was coming into town for that SEC championship game where they put Georgia and just got them all the way out of here because wow. Joe Burrow and them wow. just wow. were unbelievable. Not the was was first so time weird. in Atlanta, I was like, man, this would be a great city to work in. Maybe one You're day, right. <laughs> and a year and a half later, I was here. So, I, look, that might have been it, or that, or just being in New Orleans when they won the national championship that year, I mean, that was like nothing I had ever seen. But, uh, yeah, those are probably top two of my maybe favorite moments I've ever experienced as a sports fan.
2: Absolutely. All right, now, Now, this one is a little personal, not too personal, but hopefully it's not too personal. Now, have your parents ever embarrassed you in public? If so, what happened?
0: Man, I got to think about it. Because thankfully my, my parents, my parents be pretty good, right? They okay. they kind of yeah, they yeah. kind of stay, <laughs> stay where they kind of kind of stay where they kind of need to be at. You know what <laughs> I mean? And personally, maybe I'm maybe I'm uh the the minority I think my parents are actually pretty cool. Like I actually okay. really enjoy yeah. being around my parents, so they don't really embarrass me as long. I gotta really think about that, man. Um because it 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 won't, it'll it'll usually be something like.
2: Man, I can't even think of anything off the top of my head. That, which, which, which honestly is probably a good thing, right? That's a good I mean, thing. Yeah. It's if you, if it's taking that about. long, you know, you've been on a you know this earth for, I guess, what 20 plus years, you know, yeah, i saying? like you can't think of anything. Man, you're doing good, my brother. Hey, All my right parents now. are gonna be really excited about that. <laughs> <Yes. But Mom laughs> and dad, you're welcome. I couldn't <laughs> think of anything, which means you guys have done a good job. So thank you. Absolutely. Now, last last this is the last one before we get out of here. Now, Jalen Rose was on social media talking about. Dudes should be paying for, (laughs) see, I love it. I love this reaction. Talking about how dudes should be willing to pay a hundred, I was about to say a hundo, that's slang, a hundred dollars for a haircut. Now, Reggie Chapman, 11 Live Sports anchor, reporter, would you be willing to pay a hundred dollars for a haircut? Okay, but here's the deal. No. Oh, I'm about to say yeah. I don't know the answer. Just, no. Just to You're to Why? I love no. It.
0: Right. <laughs> the only way I'm paying a hundred dollars is if this man comes to my house, if this if, if I get a facial with it, I yeah, better okay. get like you better be cutting. Uh, with 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 the scissors from 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 God himself, this line better be christmas than it's <laughs> ever been, and it must also platinum, last longer than any other haircut uh, I've scissors. ever got. There's no way I'm spending a hundred dollars for a haircut that's going to only last me a week and a half that I really feel good about it, right? Come on, man. Don't yeah. You know what I mean. And, and here's the I got to make a shout out because my my, my my buddy Max McGee, he's a sports anchor on Sports Center at ESPN, right? And he got right. the hookup, and he now goes to the same barbershop as as Jalen Rose. And so when Jalen came out with this take, he's like, "Yeah." You know what I'm saying? I agree. The guy's great. Spend a hundred dollars. And I was like, Max, if you don't get all the way out of here with that nonsense, man, who do you on, think man. you are? Get out
2: of here with this Spending a hundred
0: dollars for a haircut. There's no reason for that. Right. I think, unfortunately you come to see like Atlanta, when I first moved here, they were, I asked my cousin who lived out here. I was like, Hey man, she need a haircut. Where can I go? He's like, mm-hmm. and his first question to me was, what is your budget? What you and I couldn't understand Oh yeah. Why I just need a haircut? In Atlanta? What do you mean oh, yeah. my budget is? Oh yeah, what doubt.
2: Yes. So dude. so here, so so here's the thing, man. So first off, I think it's ridiculous sure. that Jalen is talking about a hundred dollars for a dog on haircut being a normal. How much thing. did Jalen like, make? Would, oh, seven figures. Easily. Easily you played in the like, NBA. You start there. Yeah, come on. You can start right there. But here's the thing, though. With with Jalen, here's what he doesn't want to admit to. And you know, I'm real particular about how I get my hair cut right now. It took me a while to kind of get settled in because, you know, the barbershop that I grew up going to, they got a little, they got a little uppity on me. So I had to kind of go ahead and, and, and relieve myself of their duties, you know, and that I was paying to them. So here's what here, here's the thing with Jalen, though. Like he got the whole thing where you call it. They call it. Some people call it Beijing. Some people call it the Yao Ming. I call it shoe polish. Talk about and it. when you talk about that, right, and we don't know what uh, what type of ball spots Jalen may have because he's a little up there in age, and we know that hairline is absolutely perfect. So, yeah, if you get all that extra, if you get all that extra, if a dude gotta have a doggone stencil on your face, mm. yeah, you should be paying close to $100. I'm not saying you should, you know what I mean, but if you get all that done, and I'm sure he got the guy probably coming to his crib, the gonna cut his hair as well. So, if all those things are coming up and factors are coming into play for you, Jalen, keep paying that Hundo. And and I and I won't. Um, so you know, I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna go to my barber where he cuts hair and yeah. he, he's my family member as well. So I'm gonna pay him a nice, you know, he gonna she ain't gonna charge me that much, but I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna tip him, make sure he you know, I bring it up to the 2023 standards yep. and I'm gonna keep it moving, Jack.
0: <laughs> I'll be all right, because I'll be right back there in a week and a half. I'm spending yes. a hundred dollars. I'm yes, not doing man. it. I'm not doing so, it. So yeah.
2: Jalen, <laughs> man, pound sand and kick rocks for all that. that kick that rocks, brother.
1: <laughs>
0: Come back to Earth with the rest of us. Tuck some grass, man. You're not know gonna be spending a hundred dollars on no cut, nah, man. Just because you gotta get it sprayed in, I'm good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm good. I don't, good.
0: Need, all I don't all
2: need all that. Yeah, I don't need just all get that.
0: that. Give, me, God, give me the little. The give me the razor me with a, with you know, a hair light. You Can get that that razor right there. We're good to go. We're, we're good to go, man. We're
2: yeah. good to go. And we thank you guys for rocking with ATL Day once today. We thank and, uh, Reggie for sitting in. He'll be back tomorrow to kick it with us as well. And you know, thank you for making ATL Day your first listen of the day. How about this? You make Locked On Sports today your second listen of the day. Um, they have all each and everything for you. They have the take of the day. Where people may say and do any and everything. All the national sports news, they got you covered. And you can find it wherever you find this podcast. And last but not least, before we get out of here, Reggie, I always ask the people or tell the people to make sure that they share love, show love, and most importantly, spread love. A hey, prime
0: members.